Thanks for checking out the Power Place audio podcast. The Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to empower you with His Spirit and His Word so that you can engage your world. Here at the Power Place, we believe the Bible from cover to cover. And our prayer is that as you listen, the absolute truth of God's Word would bring complete freedom to every area of your life. Good morning. Welcome to the Madhouse this morning. Honestly, like everybody looks like a drowned rat. It's all good. Literally, I was like, I'm not even putting my shoes back on. When I got the prompting, I was, I was literally going, I had my shoes and socks in my hand to put back on after standing in the mud. And I felt a prompting of the Holy Spirit. He said, why are you putting your shoes back on? And I was like, because I'm going to preach. He was like, yeah, but it's holy ground. And I've prepared you because you prayed. This is literally what he said to me. And I'm, I'm literally sobbing as, as he was telling me. He's like, you prayed for a pouring revival rain. And now you're going to go and not be prepared for it? Nah, don't put your shoes back on. I was like, all right, I'll preach without my shoes on. There's a first for everything. Why not? So welcome to the Power Place. If it is your first time, uh, welcome. We are the church that doesn't cancel very much. (laughs) So anyways, uh, you know, came in this morning. It was very funny. I walked in and one of our students was in here with a mop, a single mop, and he was pushing water. And I was like, Amir, what are you doing? He was like, your dad asked me to clean up this water. And I walked around the corner and there was literally two inches of water over the entire foyer in the front and into the kid's wing. I was like, dude, that mop's not gonna do much. (laughs) Not gonna do much. So anyways, it's been a party uh, since we got here at seven. And uh, it, it was a party all the way until service started. All the people that helped out, literally, I, I wish you could have seen all the guys out there drenched their outfits. Uh, you'll see a lot of Dunk U shirts today because that's the only shirts we had in the house to be able to give out uh, after everybody got soaked. But I love the heart of this house. I love the heart of this house. I love the heart of the staff. It was no thing for all the staff to get out there and get soaked um, and, and, and get dirty. Why? Because our heart for this house is that he is the only thing that matters. He's the only thing that matters. It's not the way we look. It's not the way the, uh, everything goes. No, no, no. It's his presence is the only thing that matters in this house. And so whatever we have to do to open the doors, we're going to do. No matter what we have to do to open the doors, we're going to do it. We, we are dedicated to see God's presence be known. This is really fun. I get to wrap the stage with my toes. Like, this is gonna, you're going to notice it now because I'm telling you, I'm coming up to the edge. I'm like, ooh, that, that's cool. I, I never can do that in shoes. This is a different experience for me. I'm loving this right now. So I, I just, I love what God's doing in the house. A lot of you, you know, when you heard me, uh, heard them say that it was going to be me preaching today, you're looking at the time, 1047. That means we're going way late. I can already go ahead and promise you, cancel your Applebee's membership. You don't need it every Sunday. It's going to be a long service today. So get ready, buckle up and get ready because we're going in. Are you ready? If you want to leave, just leave backwards. We'll think you're coming. It'll be great. It just clicked. I know. It was all the flooding, the vacuuming, the fumes, the electric. One of the vacuums was electrocuting all of us. It was great. My gosh, I got zapped this morning at 7 I was like, Ugh. The power place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to be empowered by his spirit and his word so that you can engage with your world. That's why we exist. That's why we're here. We believe the Bible from cover to cover. We don't leave anything out, and we don't add anything to. It's who we are. We're the power place. We're a presence-driven church. The only thing that matters is his presence. We organize and take down notes for all of our services. We are planned out throughout the end of the year with all of our sermon series and everything that we're doing and who's preaching here and who's doing what there and what we're doing there. And I love when God comes in and says, nope. We're open to his direction. So our prayer is, Lord, we give you the service. We give you ourselves. Do whatever you want to do. Even though we've spent a lot of time organizing it and putting it in order, Lord, I pray that you would destroy the order. We love Jesus with all of our hearts. And we believe that what he's doing in this house and through this house is miraculous. And I love, I love, I was literally getting ready to come up and be like, we need to pray for people. And I love the leadership of this house because God is speaking throughout. And you'll notice that when when God gives you a word, uh, he'll confirm it. 
And, and I'm like, man, I got to go up there. We got we to pray for sick people today. We, we need to pray for miracles. And then Pastor Greg is like, hey, if you need a miracle, let's pray. And it was like a release in his presence. It was like, here we go. There's a united front. We believe in unity in this house. Yes, yes, we value unity in this house. We value unity. I want to be on the same page as all my staff walking forward. I don't want to question if my student's pastor is out partying on the weekend. I want to know where he's at and what he's doing. We're walking in unity together. Amen? Amen. I don't want to have to worry about what, what my kid's pastor is going to post on social media. And is it going to be a, no, I'm not worried about that. We're in unity. We walk together and we do things together in unity. We all believe in the kids wing over here in the gym, everybody that's on staff here, we believe in the same thing and the same God. And we walk in the same steps saying, are you ready? Let's go together. If you're having a week, let's we're going to do this together. You need help? Let's go. We're going to walk together. I'm telling you, church, it's time. Remember, it's 2022. It's time to get on the same page as God. It's not time to put church on the calendar and just come in once a week and, and get your little fill up and then, and then be drained and empty by Saturday. That's not how it works anymore. You've got to daily encounter his presence. Daily. You have to come into his presence daily and encounter him so that he can fill you up so that you can gain knowledge of his voice because his voice is everything. And when we become, when we become knowing of his voice, then when he speaks, we know it. It doesn't get mixed up with all the other voices we hear. We know it because it stands out because I've spent time with that voice. I know that voice. And when I hear that voice, I'm attracted to it. And that voice stands higher and louder than all the other voices. That's why when we come into his presence in, in worship, we, we can do nothing but dance. You, you, you have, I, I have to draw in. It, it, it's not something that, that I love. I don't like to dance in front of people. That's kind of weird. But when I'm in his presence, I just delete everybody around me because all I want is him. I just want more of him. It's not about me in that moment. It's about him. I'm not worried about who's on my left or who's on my right or if I'm going to offend them by my dance moves because my dance moves are dope. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried if I'm two-stepping right or doing this right. I just, I just want to move in his presence. My body just wants to move in his presence. Why? Because I've spent time with him. And when I spend time with him, I'm attracted to his presence. And when I'm in his presence, I can't control myself. Does that make sense? And maybe you're, in, maybe you're here this morning, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere, and I want you to hear me. I want you to understand that, that where we're at, standing during worship will not get you where you need to go. This is not even in my notes. I have to go here. I felt such a pressing in worship for God. He was like, you need to release. You need to let my church know. Get out of your comfort zone in worship and, and press in. There's too much standing around in his presence. I'm telling you, it's funny because what, what Pastor Greg's saying, you know, with, with drains clogged, a lot of you are drowning this morning, and even in your drowning, you're standing. You're standing in the deep end with a 20-pound weight around your feet, and you're fine with it. And you're going to go back into the same grind tomorrow, and it's going to be suffering tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, I don't know when I'm ever going to get out. It's because when you were in his presence, which you should be every day, you forgot to shake the shackles off your feet. You forgot to break the things that were binding you down and holding you down. You forgot to break them off. You were okay with just standing. Lord, do it. I want what they got. No, you're not going to get what they got because you're not willing to do what they did. Man, we, we grew up on the road traveling, and I remember so many people being like, I want that. And we're like, you're not going to get that because I see how you're living. You can't get something you're not willing to work for. You can't have knowledge of the word if you never read your word. You can't know who God is and know his voice if you're never willing to talk to him. If you're never willing to press in in the private, he'll never make you public. Ever. There's, there's no public without private. You will never have a public moment without the private. You gotta have that private daily encounter. This morning, I've entitled... Alignment, assignment, advancement. Pastor Zane Anderson released this over our house. And we said, this is, this is where we're headed. If you will align with him, he will assign you and then you will advance. Period. Nothing else about it. There's nothing that needs to be explained. That's the sermon. Write it down. You can go home. That's all you need. If you will align, he will assign and you will advance. Period. Period. And if we'll get this, if we'll understand this, they will understand what, what Daniel did and why he went to the window to pray. 
Daniel went to the, to the window to pray, even though they put a decree in saying, hey, you can't pray publicly. That's not going to happen. He's opening up his window saying, hey, I just want to let you know what you said doesn't affect me. Oh, you said lion's den? Nah, I'm friends with the lions. We good. But even if he doesn't, I'm good. So what did he do? He assumed the position because he knows this position. Daniel knows this position. Daniel knew the position of his knees. He was familiar with this position. Daniel spent a lot of time with this position saying, Lord, I just love you and I'm willing to offend with my love for you at any cost. And what happened? He got in trouble. He got caught. Why? Because the little snitchers came. You know, the, little, the, the king's little men. Oh, did you see Daniel? Yeah, I saw Daniel. Let's get him. Oh, king. Daniel's praying again. Remember, remember that decree that you made that we gave you the idea for because we're sneaky? Remember that? He's doing it. I'm telling you that the enemy would love to take you out and get you to pull you away from your assignment. And a lot of us have lost our alignment, and so we're wobbling all over the place. How many of you have ever had your car go out of alignment? You're driving down the highway, and you're like, oh, Anybody? Oh, man. Anybody ever been four-wheeling in your SUV, and then you get out and mud's in the rims, and you're like, whoa! It's just a party. Nobody, okay. I was living in that one by myself, and it was such a great memory. Oh, my gosh. But when you're out of alignment, things start to shake. Things start to wobble. Things start to get, they, 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 they get out of control a little bit. You got to slow down. But when you align, you can drive like Pastor Greg, you know, 105 on 55. <laughs> Just smooth. Just smooth sailing, like no, no big, no problems, just cruising. You know, you got one finger on the bottom, sitting back in the ghetto position, letting it go. Nothing. Cruise control at one on five. You got praise music going on in the background. You're just letting it roll. Why? Because things are in alignment. So you don't have worries that you normally would have when you're out of alignment. See, Daniel knew I can pray because I'm going to stay in alignment with the Father because he's more important than all these little people. Ooh, some of you need to hear this. His presence is more important than people. You need to understand this. Lose your best friend if your best friend doesn't value the presence. I don't care about your friendship. I only care about his presence. I don't wanna align with you if you can't align with him. Why would I choose to waste my time if you're not aligning with his presence? That means when I come to you for advice, you're going to give me off advice. Why? Because you don't know the sound of his voice. So if I align with you, I become out of alignment with him. Oh, well, I'm the friend that speaks into the hard situations. For how long? You've been the same friend for 30 years and nothing's changed? Then I'm starting to question you. Not them. If nothing's changing in your environment, blame yourself, not the environment. We were taught it all growing up. I, I, I'm not a thermometer. I'm a thermostat. Come on, you heard PG say it a million times over. I'm not going to just come in and tell you what temp it is. I'm going to change the temperature. If it's hot in here, let's cool it down. If it's cold, let's heat it up but I'm in charge of the thermostat. When I come into a room, I read it, God downloads and we release. Oh man, some of you are gonna get it at lunchtime. You're gonna be like, oh, I, think, I think that was a good word. I think it. We value stewardship in the house. It's one of our, 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 our core values here is stewardship. Don't be a stupid steward. When you steward things, steward them well. I don't know how many times me and Brittany look at, it, at each other and we say, are we stewarding this well? Is this something in, in, in our home, in our relationship with our kids, uh, with our finances, with our relationships outside the home? Are we stewarding that well? 
I've said it, I've said it over and over again. You know it's a lot easier to invite someone in your house than it is to kick them out. When you give them access to your fridge, it's a lot harder to say no, no more drinks out of the fridge, please. Stop eating all my food. A lot easier to say, hey, my house is your house. Come over anytime. And then at 11 o'clock at night when he's sitting on your couch, you're like, yo, go home. Who invited you to stay here? Oh, I forgot your mama never taught you couth. You got to leave. A lot easier to invite in, a lot harder to get them out. Steward what you have well. Alignment, assignment, advancement. Look at your neighbor and say alignment. Same neighbor, say uh, assignment. And then look at the neighbor you just ignored and say advancement. I'm never preaching in shoes again. This feels so good. Man, I feel like we're in my living room right now. We're just family meeting it right now. My pants are soaked and my shirt is soaked, but I still feel good. That's why I was dancing. I was trying to air dry them. When you're in a relationship with God and you feel comfortable, that's a warning sign that you're getting lukewarm. Okay, when, when you're in a relationship with God and you become comfortable, start to question things. Lord, I want more. I'm feeling like a, a, a settling happening where I'm getting comfortable in my faith. I haven't really made a faith leap any, any, uh, lately. Uh, let, me, let me look at my checkbook. Let me look at my, my bank account. Let me jump on online banking and see, when was the last time I sowed a good seed into somebody above my tithe? Yep, I'm getting comfortable. I had to scroll a little bit. I want you to get this. I want you to understand. Getting comfortable with God is dangerous. It's dangerous. He says, do not be lukewarm. Either be hot or cold. Either run or come. But don't just sit steady. You do that, that is dangerous territory. So if you're coming to church just to come to church and you've been here, ah, I've been here since the beginning, you know, 18 years and strong. Where are you at? And where are you going? Because you'll never get where you want to go unless you plan out your steps. We got to have some systems in place to get where we want to get. You're never going to get somewhere. You're never going to save money if you just spend the same way you've always spent. You're never going to get somewhere if you don't structure out the way that you know is going to get you there. And the only way you're going to know how to structure is by the wisdom from the most high. It's called discernment. And he's the only one that can give it. We can go to school. We can get all this. We can do all that. But last time I checked, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't need any of that stuff. They just needed Jesus. Come on, how many of you know that story? They just, they just literally, they, they, they stopped eating all the, 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 the king's stuff, the great food, and they just said, hey, we're going to do veggies. And they came out on the other side stronger than all the rest. Why? Because when you're serving God, some things don't make sense. <laughs> I needed a big air amen on that because I know y'all been there. When you're serving God, some things just don't make sense. But when he says go, we go. When we were living in Iowa and God told us to go on the road. Well, I was only five, so he didn't speak to me very much then. But he told my dad, uh, go on the road. We went on the road. We sold everything, sold the car and sold the house. Sold the dog. That was rude. We could have been on the road with the dog. Just saying, that scarred me as a child. I was five. Yeah, I'm still holding it in. Do you see that? That was rough. I just had a relive. Chin chin woo woo. I miss you. Peace. But hear me. Obedience is the key to life. <laughs> Obedience, it, it's the key, it's the key to life. When we're obedient in our walk, God shows up over and over and over and over. Man, how do you have all this? Obedience, man, how'd you get, obedience, 
Obedience. It's obedience. It's obedience with my finances. It's obedience with my relationships. It's obedience with my spouse. It's obedience with my family. It's obedience over and I don't, I don't know what to do. Go to God. It's obedience. I don't know what's next. Obedience. Go to God. Well, you don't know how I grew up. I got, I got, a, I got a heritage, man. It will boggle your mind. Change it. Be the start. Be the start. Do you understand what's happening in our world? Do, do you get what's happening in our world? On Saturday, June 4th, an event took place at Mr. Mister, a bar located at 3900 Cedar Springs Road in Dallas, at which we believe children were harmed in violation of the Texas Code. That afternoon, the bar hosted an event called Drag Your Kids to Pride, where parents were encouraged to bring their children to the bar to encounter scantily clad men dressed as women with the specific goal of sexualizing the children at a young age. As it happened, several parents brought their children to the event. And just as advertised, the men wearing only makeup and underwear paraded around the establishment in front of the children present. At times, even mimicking a strip club environment, encouraging the children themselves to place dollar bills in between the male's abdomen and his underwear strap. Let me remind the church, wake up. Can I pastor you for a second and help you to understand? Our world is going to hell in a handbasket, and the church has to stand up and do something about it. I am sick and tired of playing everybody else's games. No, we come against the enemy's plans, and we stand up for what we believe in. I'm not saying get on social media and be a jerk. I'm saying stand up for what you believe in. We need to rise to the occasion and stand against the enemy's plans. No, it's not going to happen. No, we're not going to go there. I'm sick and tired of what's happening to kids. That's why we're launching a school. That's why it had to happen this year. That's why it rose up inside. It was like, you can't wait until 2023. That's too late. We got to start now. Well, that's going to be really hard. It has been hard. (laughs) It's been really hard. We don't sleep much around here. We're doing it. Everything's in place. I'm sick and tired of the devil winning. I'm sick and tired of it. I don't care if we lose half the congregation after today. I really don't care. I don't care if everybody's offended at this. I'm telling you, if we don't stand up, we are giving in. So if you want to be lukewarm, go ahead. But this isn't the place. We're not going to be lukewarm Christians in this house. We're either driving in or we're leaving. We're done. They're like, oh man, it's my first Sunday. You're coming against me. I'm getting offended. I get it. I get it. One of the hardest things in church is not to get offended. One of the hardest things in church is to not get offended. See, Buck's leaving right now. He's offended. <laughs> Go ahead, Buck. Get out of here. <laughs> Building a cottage up in the, in, the, in the mountains. Get out of here. Oh, he's going out backwards. I get it. <laughs> Listen to me, church, and understand. It is very hard to sit in front of the truth of the word and not be offended. Why? Because the conviction of the Holy Spirit is powerful. And the problem is, we don't blame it on the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We blame it on the man giving the word. I'm telling you, there's a problem. There's a problem in the church because we bring our feelings in and our emotions. And a lot of us need to grow up and read the word for what it is. Be warned. This is not a game. We are playing with hell. This is not a joke. We don't take this lightly. As a staff, we come together the first 30 minutes of every morning, and we daily encounter as a staff, corporately together, for this house, for our community, for our police, for our firefighters, for our school teachers. We're coming together and believing that God will do a movement, not just in these four walls. I'm sick and tired of being bound down by four walls. We're going out. Things are happening on the outside. Marketplace missionaries. I get a little passionate about this. 
And I don't apologize for it. In 1 Thessalonians 5.22, in the NIV translation, it says, reject every kind of evil. In the KJV, King James Version, it says, abstain from all appearance. Even the appearance of evil. I remember growing up, I'd be like, Dad, what if I wasn't the one that actually robbed the bank and I was just in the car? He's like, you're caught. You're going to jail. Don't expect me to bail you out. Friends matter. Friends frame your future. Who you hang out with matters because you're becoming like them even though you might not think you are. I remember being in the car with a pastor's kid and, uh, and, and he turned around. It was him and his buddy. And, uh, and he turned around to us and he said, hey, do you mind if we go off-roading? And I was like, ooh, I don't know. Is it legal? <laughs> Little pastor's kid mentality, you know? I was sheltered hardcore, you know? Lion King was like sinful. Anyways, um, I remember turning around and being like, hey, do you, do you mind if we go off-roading? I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. Is it legal? And he's like, oh, yeah, everything's great. We pull into the Burger King parking lot and he hops the curb. And I looked at my pastor and I was like, I don't think this is legal. And all of a sudden, we get trapped and, 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 and stuck in the middle of a pond up halfway up our windows. And so I remember looking at the, all, all, all the people in the car. I was like, so now what do we do? They're like, well, hopefully we don't get caught. And I'm like, no, this is not good. My dad warned me of this. I'm going to jail, and he's not bailing me out. And I remember in that moment having that sick feeling because guess what? What the Holy Spirit had put in me is now getting used. And I remember being in an environment that I didn't want to be in, but I had placed myself in by getting in their car. I put myself in that predicament. I gave them permission to take me where they wanted to take me. That's a problem. Because now I ended up in a situation that I didn't want to end up in, and all I could think about was cop lights coming on and me going to jail. That's all I could think about. And I could think of like my dad, and I'm on the phone with him, you know, across from the glass. I'm like, Dad, please get me out. He's like, nope. I'm like, Dad, please, it wasn't me. You were in the car. No, Dad, please. And then he hangs up, and I'm banging the glass with my phone. I'm like, get me out of here. <laughs> you don't get it. I'm serious. We're playing games. We're not even worried about the assignment because we're, we're not aligned. We, we don't even care. We're, we're like, God, forget the assignment. It's too much pressure. I'm watching all these people walk around heavy. It's because they're doing it wrong. Oh, God, to do the work of the Lord. It's always hard. The work of the Lord, it's pressure. It's heavy. You know, it's, we're going to get through it, though. No, 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 no. You're doing it wrong. Delete. Now, nah, block. Don't take those phone calls anymore. There's people that we call sappers, and they just sap the life right out of you. And it's slow and painful because then you go for soap and you can't get it off. Hear me, hear me. Ooh, one of the things Pastor Zane released over our house was some places have visitations. This place will be a habitation. Guess what? We inhabit its praises. I'm telling you, he, he inhabits our praises. I said that wrong. He inhabits our praises. When we come in here and praise, he shows up. And things happen. Isaiah 61, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated.
devastated. They will renew the ruined cities. Come on, Jesus, do it in this place. That have been devastated for generations. Strangers will be shepherd, uh, will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards, and you will be called the priest of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of nations, and in their riches you will boast. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. Instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land. And everlasting joy will be yours. Lord, we curse any kind of sadness, any kind of depression, Lord. We come against it in Jesus' name. Everlasting joy is ours in Jesus' name. And we claim it. Double portion in our land. For I, the Lord... Love. What's he love? What's he love? So does he love Mr. Mister? <laughs> no, he loves justice. That's wrong. We don't, we don't get on that. No, he loves justice. He loves calling out the wrong and making it right. Justice for the Lord. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge that they are a people the Lord has blessed. Amen. We're called to teach and train the next generation. London's 11. We've got to wait maybe 15 years. And then you can put her name on the ballot for president. I'm telling you, it's happening. Teach and train. Teach and train. Teach. Yeah, but I, you don't. You, I know. I know. Get your daily encounters and watch God move. He doesn't value anybody more than the other. Understand this. Understand this. Well, you, no, 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 no. He doesn't value anyone more than the other. Well, I got a lot of sin. Then get rid of it. <laughs> well, you don't understand. Even this one. Then get rid of it. Why was his blood shed? So that you could be free today. Don't wait until tomorrow. Come on, man, we got flooded. Your, your car might crash. You don't know. We're not prepared. If you're not prepared, you don't know where you're going. You got to be prepared today. And this is, please, please, this is not a scare sermon. I'm not trying to scare you into heaven. But let me tell you the truth. Heaven and hell are real. And if you're not prepared for heaven, there's only one other destination. I, I, I don't like candy coating these things to little children and letting them know, oh, you know, you'll be good. God take care of you until you're at least 13 and then you can make, no, 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 no. Teach them now. Maybe for some of you in this room, you're like, whoa, this is a little, this is getting a little serious there, man. Hey, let me, let me help you. Let me, let me, let me help you. Heaven and hell are real and you're going somewhere. And let me just be very clear. Hell is not a party. I hear a lot of the hard ones. They love it. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, hell's going to be a party. I'm going to party. There is no party going on in hell. Screaming, gnashing of teeth, smells, pain, fire. Let me, let me help you. Heaven. Is where you want to end up. Alignment, assignment, advancement. See, Daniel got aligned. Dude, he was aligned hard. This is what it says in Daniel. Verse, it's chapter six, verse 25. It says, then King Darius wrote to all the nations and peoples of every language and all the earth. This is after he came out of the lion's den, okay? After he came out and the lions didn't touch him for a night, after he came out, he said, may you prosper greatly. I issue a decree 
that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions, so Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. When you become aligned, you get assigned and you advance. God said, Daniel, you're willing to stand up, and I'm changing an entire nation for you. You stood, and because of your obedience, people's lives will be changed. Mm. See, our natural instinct as people is to be entertained in his presence. It's our natural instinct. Lord, what can I get? It's our natural instinct to come into his presence and be like, okay, Lord, fill me. It's not about our entertainment. It's about his presence. See, it's not about our comfort. It's about his presence. It's not about our current mood. It's about his presence. It's not about our current situation. It's about his presence. It's always about his presence. You know, it's it's funny. I've watched over the past few months how... uh, uh, Towards the end, or maybe even in the middle, or maybe even at the beginning, a lot of movement will happen in the church when, when the word's being delivered, right? And I'm, we'll just go here, because I, I'm feeling in a mood today, so we're going we're gonna to go here. No, I, I literally, God downloaded this so hard in me this week. Um, I, I, I've been preparing for a while, and this week I got this like overwhelming urgency to get this released. And, ooh, How many of you are parents? You have kids? You have kids? Oh, wow, a lot of you. How many of you have ever been on a road trip with your kids? How many of you have ever told your kids before you get in the car, please go to the bathroom? (laughs) It's good. You're really wise. You're super wise. How many of you have ever gone on a road trip with your children and they forgot to pee? How annoying is it to have to pull the car over and find a gas station? What's it do? It gets you off of your going to your destination. You know what I found about pee breaks during church? I miss a lot. It's funny. It's funny. And you know what's really funny to me? Is watching the, 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 the little ones leave, like, and I'm not saying little, little children. I'm talking like the teenagers, the ones that I know can hold their bladder because they game for four hours straight and don't ever take a bathroom break. And now coming to church, two-hour service, getting to three. <laughs> working on four. We're working on four. We're going we're gonna to meet the gaming time. It's funny because they can't hold their bladder for more than 30 minutes. They got to leave four or five times. But I figured out the problem. It's not to actually go to the bathroom. It's to take a selfie. <laughs> I figured out that issue. So I want to I help some people here. I want to help some parents, and I want to help some kids, okay? And if, if, you're, if, you're, doing, if you're doing this currently, I'm going to help you. And I am talking directly to you. I'm not, I'm not trying to mask it and go around it. I will help you out here. Pee before service. It will help you receive more. I'm tired of, of just candy coating it all. When we come into church, we come in to receive. Now, nobody's ever going to want to take a bathroom break again. It's going to be great. <laughs> the, dude, the, I'm telling you, all the cleaners are going to be like, there's pee stains everywhere. <laughs> Walmart's going to sell out of Depends. I'm only going here because I love you. Alignment. When I align with his presence, I'm undistracted. Lord, tell me. Tell me. I'm I'm all yours. What do you got for me? Whatever it is, Lord, speak. I'm here. Your servant's listening. 
When you leave, you don't only distract yourself, you distract everyone around you. That's it. That's it. Here's the thing. There's a, there's a goal. We're going somewhere. We're attaching to his presence. So I would just encourage you, go before you come. Knee time is the most important step in growth. So when I'm on my knees, I am growing in height. I'm growing in depth. I'm growing in width. When I'm on my knees before the Lord, things are growing, expanding. This, this, is, this is how it works. When I get on my knees in his presence, things start to move. Well, how do, you, how, do you, how do you get to where you are? Knees. Get on your knees before the Lord. Well, how, how, do, I, how do I learn his voice? Get on your knees. Get some moments before the Lord. Get some, get some, get some moments before the Lord where, Lord, speak to me. I'm here. I want to hear your voice. I want to grow. Lord, I'm, I'm here for a reason. It's on purpose time that I'm spending. I came to church this morning and I even peed before I came in so I could spend the whole time with you. That's, that's my obedience stepping and saying, Lord, lead me, guide me. I'm tuned in. In Mark 8, and I'm wrapping up here, worship band, you can come. Mark 8, verse 27. It says, and Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea, Philippi. And on the way, he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they told him, John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, and others, one of the prophets. And he asked them, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, you are the Christ. And he strictly charged them to tell no one about him. Verse 31. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And he said this plainly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Peter. Peter. Don't be going to rebuking Jesus. Peter. But turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on things of God, but on the things of man. And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Right there, boom. That's how... Yeah, uh, yeah I, was, I was turning around looking for alignment, assignment, advancement. That's it. That's how you align. Right there. That's how you align. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels." I don't know about you, but I want to be aligned with the Father. I want to be fully aligned with the Father, saying, Lord, whatever you have for me, I'm here. I'm listening. I'll be obedient. I'll step out. God, whatever you speak. God says, okay. Here's your first assignment. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You want me, you want me to, to be obedient and you gave me a name and you want me to give them $200. Done. I'm going to do it. Lord, lay down my heart to bless you. Seed planted. Not a loss, a gain. I'm not losing $200. I'm gaining Obedience, okay? My wallet's not getting emptier. My heart's getting fuller. 
okay? I'm sowing. After the sow, I step back in. I'm not done now. I'm not done. I don't remove myself and say, okay, Lord, I aligned. What do you think? Am I good? No, 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 no. I'm ready for advancement, Lord. He's like, no, 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 you're not ready yet. Oh, simmer down now. I'm ready. Okay, Lord, what's next? Okay, you see that guy over there? Why don't you go pray for him? God, I don't even know him. Yeah, yeah, I know. But he, he's struggling with a, with a chronic sickness. It's been taking him out for a long time. It's in his lungs. So I want you to go pray for him. Lord, take me back to the $200. I'd be much happier to sow $200 than go pray for that guy that I don't know his story. I don't know his name. I'm not sure if he actually has chronic things. I don't know. Lord, don't. I can't. I won't. I, no, I shouldn't. Lord, and this is where you find yourself nine times in the grocery store going by the same aisle, seeing the same guy. And you're like, oh, you're still there. Lord, if he's still there, I'm gonna go. Oh, he's still there, never mind. I, this is where you find yourself. And then you're like, is he always oh, still there? Oh man. And then you find yourself, you know, like, like looking for a cereal that you weren't gonna buy, but now you're trying to get up next to him and then you're bailing. You find yourself struggling with the fact that God took you from a $200 seed to now trying to pray for someone with a chronic sickness. And I'm telling you, here's the thing. If you'll give in and be obedient, he's got assignments all day. You just gotta listen. And when you do, he immediately advances you. So you go up to the guy, hey man, I know this is weird. Gosh, this is not me. This is not normal. But I feel uh, a pressing in my spirit that I need to pray for you. Oh, okay. Are you struggling with anything? I, I felt the Lord say that you were struggling with like a, a chronic sickness. He immediately starts to break down and tears starts to roll down his cheek. to let you know that he just lost his wife. This is the thing that's going to take him out. But God went from a $200 seed to an act of obedience is going to change someone's life forever. Now you find yourself praying for a stranger that you never thought you would do. And you get done with that and you walk out and you're like, oh Lord, that was a rush. I'll never need medical marijuana again. Lord's like, I've been trying to assign you for years, son. I've been trying to assign you for years, daughter. But you've been so busy with everything else, you've missed the promptings of my assignment. Now you open yourself up. God's like, I can use him. Daniel, you got back in that window even though they told you not to. Way to go, boy. I'll close the lion's mouths for you. We're gonna change a city together. Way to go, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Did a great job. Don't worry, I'll be there in the fire. I'm gonna join you. understand do you get it when we align he assigns and we advance one one of the things the staff is held high to is our standards here we have big standards here at the power place if you want to be on staff here we, we got some pretty high standards some things that that you're not allowed to do to be on staff it's just not an option. If you want to do it, that's fine. There's a lot of other churches, but just not here. And you say, well, why, 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 why do you do that? That seems a little controlling, doesn't it? Well, no, because last time I read the word, it says stay away from even the appearance of evil. So we're protecting ourselves from all fronts, at all fronts. <laughs> Saying, you know what, devil? We're not going to give you an inch. Man, we're not even going to give you a centimeter. We're gonna guard ourselves and put our barriers up way far out and say we're protecting ourselves so that we don't have any questions even. Well, I was over at Applebee's and I saw Luke over there at the bar. How? 
Well, isn't that okay? Well, no, not, not if you're going to be on staff here. Because we're protecting ourselves from everything. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Do you understand? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help somebody out here. I'm, I'm trying to help you to understand why we do what we do. We're not some crazy controlling staff. We're like, ah, you can't do anything now. You're on staff with us. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's we want the best for you and for them. And God's taking us somewhere. And the same way, the same way that David was out in the field with the sheep, he was getting prepared in his spirit. He was getting prepared in his spirit. He would pull out his harp and he'd start to play worship songs to the Lord and start to sing praises to his name. And through that, through the praising, God started to prepare him. Ooh. And he said, David, I know, I know you're getting prepared with song, but I'm about ready to get you ready for leadership through just spending time in my presence. Because daily encounters with the Lord, they matter. They're everything. David wasn't ready for kingship, but God prepared him. David didn't go to school. He went out and chucked rocks out of his little slingshot. But God prepared him. And what he got him ready for was the Goliath that was coming. And through the appearance of strength, because of the Most High, God took him from a place in a field to a place in a kingship. He said, you're ready, son. You might not feel ready, but you're ready. I'm telling you what, there's some of you that are facing giants this morning and God's been preparing you in the field and it's about time you start to sling some stones. This morning, God's getting you ready to take out some giants and I'm telling you, you've walked through all the steps and God says, hey, son, hey, daughter, your alignment is showing. I've assigned you and you've approved. Today, I'm advancing you into the next. Today, in Jesus' name, things are happening. Things are happening. Things are happening. So anyways, so the staff, we hold them to really high standards. And so we decided as a church moving forward, 2022 is a crazy year. And so we decided as a, as a church that we were going to extend our standards to the platform. We just thought in our spirits, when God really started to release in us, we're like, we need to protect the house on all fronts. Ah, <laughs> oh, you don't understand. You don't understand. This ain't just a Sunday gig for us. This ain't something we just come up to grab a mic and, and talk about. This ain't that. This is, we are protecting this at all costs. God, where do you want to take us? And what do you want to take out on the way? Because I got some walls that need to come down and I'm about ready to march. And I know the people behind me, I can trust. We're going to go places and do things. Well, don't you think that's a little controlling? No, I think it's good safety protocol. Because I think we're going to stay away from even the appearance of evil. And we're going to step into things that we never thought we could step into. And we're going to slay some giants that we never thought we could slay. And we're going to step up against walls and they're going to fall just by our coming. I'm telling you what, there's things that are happening in his presence in this place that's going to boggle your mind. But it's through obedience we see it happen. So please don't be offended, but our standards are growing. Not, 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 not growing in standards, growing in numbers. Because people are coming into alignment and saying, hey, I can do something with that. Yeah, 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 I can live by that. Hey, if you can do that, we're gonna go some places. We even got crazy enough to say, you know what? I don't know, I don't know if you know this, but the sound in production is just as important as the stage because they're helping it to get online, to reach 600, 700, thousands of people on our reels. I mean, over 6,000 hits on our, on our reels. People are watching what God's doing. They're watching. You know what? Some of them are waiting for us to fail. They click on the reel just to see if we're failing yet. They've been praying. They've been stabbing that, that little voodoo doll they got. You know, ah, you know, now the voodoo doll looks really good with the mullet, you know, but it, it's not going to work. PG been rocking that mullet since 1982, okay? Don't come at him. He originated this thing. 
and he never got rid of it. I, I grew up with the mullet. He never docked it. Man, what a guy. Like Samson up in the house. People are waiting for it to fail. So we guard. Hear me, hear me, hear me. You don't understand. You don't even care about your house. You're like, yeah, my kids bring friends home. They go up to their rooms. What? You crazy. Get some standards. You crazy. Yeah, they got a TV in their room. What? Are you nuts? Do you know what's on TV? Even the commercials? If it ain't a DVD, it ain't getting played in my house without me in the room. Dude, well, you're controlling. Yeah, you're right. At that point, I'm guarding an 11-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 4-year-old from tainting their mind. You better bet your bottom dollar I'm controlling. I'm controlling everything that comes in that house because he's given me a brain through discernment. So we extended our standards to the production team. We said, hey guys, can you align with this? Because we want full alignment in the house on a Sunday morning. Oh, you crazy, say, I know. I know. Well, aren't you worried about losing people? We might. I know, I know, I know. And guess what? That's a hard one. That's a hard one to take. It's a hard one to swallow. I, I, I never want to lose people. I never want to lose people wrong. I never want to lose people right. I, I never want to lose people. But his calling is more important than any person. And at the end of the day, you know the power place. We've been here for 18 years. There's probably been a lot of offense because we've never backed away from the word. So then <laughs> our students, Pastor Luke said, I-, I want it for my team too. I'm like, okay, but be prepared because you might lose some. He said, I'm prepared. Unity in the house. Like, okay. We're doing this, we're doing it. So wait, are you saying, are you saying like, I gotta have it all together? No, 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 we got, we got positions you can serve in the house. You, these positions matter. We are, we are worried about the stage, about, we are, we are guarded. So Luke and Ashton, they implemented the same standards. They said, hey guys, if you're gonna be on leadership, these are the standards we're putting in. And then my kids pastor came to me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, dude, this is getting crazy. He's like, hey, I, I feel like I want to implement those standards with my leadership. I say, like, Jeremy, Priscilla, you do understand you could lose some people through this. So people might step down. He said, yeah, I know, but I'm more. Ooh. about those kids encountering his presence than I am those volunteers. So if me and Priscilla have to lead by ourselves, that's okay. Hear me. Hear me. It's 1142. Hear me. Where we're going, we have not been, but it's here now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what what are we doing? Say, what is this? This is guarding the house and what it looks like. This is a preparation. This is a foundation builder. Well, man, you're always talking about, you know, growing and bigger. Yeah. If God's going to trust us with more, he's got to trust us with the now. And so we're putting some things in place. And let me tell you, church, the reason we're doing it is because we love you. God has called us to this house to steward this house well, and we refuse to be stupid stewards. And so on the way, there's going to be some changes. But you know what? I I I had a thing in my spirit a couple weeks ago. God said, I am conditioning your church for change. I was like, what does that mean? 
You know, like there, there's so many things that, that could go on like that. And, and very, very plainly, he said, with, with, with the year and life that we're living in, there's a lot of things that are going to change, but this house never will. But you will be able to change things in the house and no confusion will be set. Like, okay, okay, okay. I like that. I like that. So from there came our desire for you to know what we're doing behind the doors, behind the scenes. I want you to understand that we care about this house in a way that God has given us this house. We will not steward it dumb or stupid. We will steward it well. And whatever we have to do to go to the next step, we'll do it. Whatever wall we got to march around to break, we will break it. We're going to march until our feet give out. Amen. We're going to come together in unity and do the things that matter. God has called our house to value unity. And so unity, we stand in. And today, we're going to praise them like it matters. Come on. I need everybody on their, on their feet this morning. I need everybody on their feet this morning. God's presence is in the place. God's presence is in this place. Every hand lifted all over this place. Every hand lifted all over this place. I want you to go ahead and sing out your own song. Go ahead, just start singing out your own song. You got chords behind you. Let's go ahead and have a little David in the field moment. Thanks for checking out the Power Place audio podcast. If you want more resources for your walk with the Lord, you can visit us online at www.thepowerplace.org. You can check us out on YouTube and Facebook at the Power Place Church if you want to watch the service online. And if you want to give, you can text any amount to 84321 or visit the church website.